Thank you for joining us for the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife, Elizabeth. Today, Robert and Elizabeth will continue tackling life issues from a married perspective. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. So we mix it up, mix it up. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. We have things all the time, yeah, that are religious activities, like a response to accepting Christ as Savior. And, and so you could say, okay, it's great. If, if 90% stops there, that would be great. But what he makes a distinction about is how very different Western Christianity is from the life Jesus called us to. It's two entirely separate things. Biblical With Christianity. Biblical Christianity it has two entirely different goals in mind. Biblical Christianity is clearly about knowing God on a personal level and sharing Him with others through service and love. Elizabeth asks you today whether or not the cliché of Christianity in the Western world abides by those principles. If not, that doesn't mean you're off the hook. Instead, it means you need to know God's Word better. Now here's Pastor Robert and Elizabeth in the book of John chapter 5 with the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. obligation you have is to love one another. Whoever does this has obeyed the law. I kind of like the old King James version better on that one. He's like, don't owe anybody anything except love. And then 1 John 3, 18, <laughs> my children, our love should not be just words and talk. It must be true love, which shows itself in action. Don't, don't let your love be words only, but Let's love one another in deed and in truth. But how do we actually do that? You know, I mean, it's clearly a big, a big deal for God, a huge priority. And, 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 and I think that all of us would, would agree in, in theory, but the practical outworking of that, what, what are we talking about in practical terms? How, how do I actually live love? How, how, do, how do we become love? How do we cooperate with the process that he's working in us? That's, I mean, that's the pursuit we're on. It's a quest, and it's, it's one where, like, we were at that event together where Bob Goff was, and I was joking with him over breakfast, and I didn't know who it was. Typical. But, she gets to meet the guy. I really want him, and she could care less. It's like, yeah, some funny guy I was talking to. Yeah, he was really funny, but he was... <laughs> But we were at this event, which was really about world mission and reaching every people group for Christ and that kind of thing. And so we, he was there, Bob Goff, and this author, and we keep saying his name, and he really is amazingly inspiring. On YouTube or anywhere you can look at him, he exudes what we're trying to talk about. But, but the, thing, the reason, I'm not impressed by celebrity. It, 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 I'm not, the thing that impressed me the most about his book is that he's living this stuff. He's living it out exactly. clearly. And that's that what was so, he, he, he seems to, it seems because it seems to be real in his life. And then we had George Barna, who started the Barna Institute Research. And since we went, that's the guy I have. Barna Research Institute. Barna. That's Danish. The, yeah, Barna 
Institute Research. That's the Danish. That one. Yeah. The one. The one who. Barna Research. Who knows statistics? Yeah. The statistics He's man. He's the numbers dude. Yeah, which ironically was what grabbed me even more than that. But it, that's I've been quoting him ever since I came home because when we were listening to them, when we were sitting in this context, there was like four full days of immersion in this kind of message and pursuit. And as we were sitting there listening to them, I, I kept feeling like more and more like I began to feel trapped inside myself. Like, I hear that. I want to be love. I, I hear you're reaching. You're doing crazy things for Jesus. I'm home here, like, just doing daily life. And I began more and more and feel like I had this, like, it felt like this bird inside my chest. Like, my heart, I began really to see, like, my heart was this small heart, and this bird was just banging against trying to get out of the cage. And it was, it was that sense of, of being trapped and not knowing how do we do it. And that's why I was so impacted by George Barnes' speech, who is just a very mellow guy who just gives us the facts and the numbers. And so what he does is so crazy. He, he has studied for generations now, since 1984. He has documented and researched all the intersections of faith and culture in America. And so he could give us specifics. How does it happen? And how often does it happen that people who want that, you could ask almost anyone on the street and they would probably sign off that that's what they want too. I want to live a love, a love life, a life that is love. Almost anyone in any faith group would say that's what they want. And so his research, which we have his personal permission to use tonight, it documents how it happens and for how few it actually happens. And that's what had me like, all right, there is sort yeah, of... That was shocking. It's shocking, and but there is a door out of the cage, sort of. That was my feeling for that bird that felt trapped, like there's a door out. So we have permission to use these two slides, but he has a book, and I just got the last one from Amazon, called Maximum Faith, that where he says, refer them to that. When I was emailing back and forth with him, if they want to know more, because there's a ton of undergirding of what we're giving you the Reader's Digest version of. But if you can put the picture up there, you'll see what it is we're talking about. Because it's more than emotion. It's, there is what he calls stops on a map. That's how he, it looks like steps, but he, he made it like stops on a map. And so it starts with the first three are sort of generally what we hope will bring people through the doors to a church. Ignorance. Well, to a relationship with Christ. Yes, yeah. but that's where we encounter them most right. of the time. So it's like the, 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 the average is ignor just ignorance of sin, dispute that it even exists. And then the next would be that there's some awareness, like maybe there's sin in my life, whatever you call it, in whatever faith you have. But I'm, so what? Indifference. And then stop three, concerned about potential effects of sin. That's when people begin, like if we took a poll of what brought people to to church, most of the time it's probably need more than even a concern about their own sin. But whatever the case, there is this, these three steps is what leads to at some level in our lives accepting Christ in an attempt to deal with sin or whatever our motives is when we accept Christ. And then the step five is there's an increased, what he calls increased religious activity. And that's where 90% stop. 90% stop right there. So the increased religious activity, in a sense, you could say, well, isn't that what we want? Isn't that what we want to, to go more to church, to do? I mean, we have a ton going on we in this church. Groups, we have things serving. all the time, yeah, that are 
religious activity. It's like a response to accepting Christ as Savior. And, and so you could say, okay, it's great. If, if 90% stops there, that would be great. But what he makes a distinction about is how very different Western Christianity is from the life Jesus called us to. It's two entirely separate things. And biblical Christianity. Biblical Christianity has two entirely different goals in mind. And so that's why a lot of times it stops there at stop number five. And so what we don't want you to hear tonight is that this religious activity is bad. It's not. But it's just stop five out of ten. And so in and of itself, any activity is just activity. And when we talk about like, but when it becomes something where there's a, what he calls holy discontent in it, and by the time you get there, there's only 7% who want that, to come to that holy discontent, meaning we're, we're in church and we're doing this, but that's not the whole thing. It's not the whole thing. And so in, in Hebrews 10, 24 and 25, it tells us the reason for this spiritual activity. Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much more as you see the day approaching. The day is approaching, the world is unraveling, and the point of this is that the holy discontent, meaning the longing for more, the point of the gathering together where the 90% stop, is that we are driven to something more. And that's what he calls number seven, the brokenness, where it becomes, I can't, I don't, like I was feeling in this, in this conference, it was like my heart is too small. I, I, want it, I want it ripped open and I want my soul free to do what it's meant to do. There was something inside of me that recognized deep in my DNA that there is more. Then, and, and it's not, you can't systematize it, you can't, but there is more. That was, a, 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 it's a level of brokenness, and I'm hoping for more. And in, in a little bit, you'll see the actual statistic, even fewer than 7% come to this place. And, and when they get there, I mean, I'm hoping, we're hoping. It's funny, because we were emailing back and forth with George Barney. He's like, let me know how it goes. See if your church wants to go past step five. And I'm like, so I'll let him know whatever. We come out of this because if you come to this level of brokenness, if you are among, if you come to this place where it really, I want more of God. It's not just I want more in life. I want more of God. I, I want to look more like Jesus. I want to live more like Jesus. If you come there, that doesn't necessarily mean surrender. You could come there and say, oh, but it's impossible. I'm going to go back to whatever. Thanks for joining us for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife, Elizabeth. Each Friday here on Main Thing Radio, Pastor Robert and Elizabeth will be tackling various issues that we face as Christians from a husband and wife perspective. Be sure to join us each Friday for these insightful messages from Pastor Robert and Elizabeth. For more information about Main Thing Radio, Pastor Robert, Elizabeth, and Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, log on to MainThingRadio.com. That's MainThingRadio.com. At our website, you'll find today's broadcast for you to listen to or download. We also encourage you to prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. With a gift of any amount, we will send you an MP3 CD of the current series Pastor Robert is teaching through here on Main Thing Radio. A secure option for you to give has been provided via PayPal. That's all available at MainThingRadio.com. 
We'd also like to encourage you to follow us on Twitter. A link to subscribe to our Twitter feed is available on MainThingRadio.com. Again, thanks so much for joining us today. Remember to join us on Monday as Pastor Robert will continue teaching verse by verse through the Word of God. That's next time on Main Thing Radio.